Welcome to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Rogelio Ralzola, a PhD in health, exercise, and sports science, a strength coach with over a decade of experience in personal, collegiate, and professional settings, and a sports scientist whose main goal is to use testing and data to maximize your health and performance. And I'm Brooke West, holistic registered dietitian, practicing the perfect combination of a functional nutrition, science-based root cause approach, and hippie magic, with areas of expertise in women's health and hormones, gut health, and micronutrient balance. We believe that health is multifaceted, but not as complicated as others make it seem. Our mission is to share what works and what's BS in the health industry, all while having a good time doing it. Expect us to share everything from new research to tried and true health philosophies to alternative health therapies and the occasional controversial topic. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Dr. Rowe, and I am here with Rosie the Riveter, our jungle, <laughs> our jungle queen, Ms. Brooke West. How are you doing today? I am great. I am back and I'm here with a reminder that we can do it. Uh, Now that we have video for the podcast, I feel like we can add more context to the ridiculousness that happens behind the screen. Yeah. Yeah, So for our listeners, uh, she's wearing a, is that a, it's not a bonnet. What would you call it? It's a tie-dye bandana. It's like a hand-dyed, ice-dyed bandana. I do like the colors of it. a cute little bow. Yeah, and and just just like Rosie the Riveter, um, you know, female empowerment. The other day it was National Women and Girls in Sports Day, so you know, I guess that we can loop that in somehow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the the tie dye color reminds me of. Did you ever have like Trix yogurt growing up? Yes. Yes, and I think it was like the cotton candy flavor. And like when I see your headband, the colors, I'm like, oh, this this reminds me of. Of that yogurt, those flavors. childhoods, food, would diet, you, sugar. Yeah, oh, would you eat that now? Like, you, I know I would. Absolutely I would wolf it not. Down. It's like, well, first of <laughs> okay. all, my body is now thirty-four and doesn't tolerate dairy whatsoever. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> and then, second of all, it's just, it's just fake flavorings, sugar, and food the dye best. to make it the enticing best. to children. And, no. and to 31-year-old males because I'm like, hell, I would still crush that. <laughs> Absolutely. It's interesting you say that the, the dairy message. I mean, I don't – unless I have like whole milk, right? Like dairy is pretty good on me. Like it just doesn't uh, affect me, which is great because if that ever happened, I would I would be a sad boy. Just sad like boy. no no cheese, no pizza. Like that would – yeah, I'd, I'd have to end yeah. a lot of things. I think it's oh. more tied to my autoimmune than anything. For sure. But yeah. Like, oh, not for sure. It's but... sad times. Yeah. Because I used to <laughs> love cheese. Like, give me a good baked brie. Oh, my God. Mm. I used to love it. Um, but I feel a lot better without it. So I don't really, like, miss it, you know, because it just makes right, me feel yeah, like yeah. trash. It's like Pavlov's dog or Pavlo's dogs, you know, like the conditioning yeah. of, like, you just keep going back and you're like, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, but it's, it. it's so good in the moment. <laughs> right. It's like you're like, oh, why do I keep texting my exes? You're like, it's good in the moment, but like <laughs> afterwards, you're like, this is bad, man. Why did I do that? This is a hard uh, pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, they they see little clips of the video and, and know what they're talking about. So, um, what's up? I feel like we haven't caught up in a while. I feel like our listeners are like, what is going on with 
with Brooke in Brooke's world other than what I assume is like a, a velociraptor flying around in Costa Rica because I, I hear the noises and I'm like, it's peaceful, but it could also be a dinosaur. We don't know. It's very loud and it does sound prehistoric. <laughs> I think they're more active because it's the summer here. At least I'm just mm. noticing it a lot more. So really beautiful. And also sometimes you just want to turn off the nature sounds. It's also a lot of cicadas here this year. So it can cicadas. be a lot. A new, a new, um, what are they called? Brood? New brood is like supposed to hit this year. So we're supposed to get like a massive influx of cicadas. It's like the one that comes every 17 years or something like that. Um, that's exciting. I Back home, back in Illinois, we where my parents live, so I guess my old house, I don't know, um, we get so many cicadas. It's like surrounded by woods and trees, and it's always really nice to hear them. But then you just see like crunchy dead bodies all over the floor, and you're like, oh, Ugh. this is gross. It's all over my shoes, shoes and stuff. Um well, that's good. It's good that you're alive. It's good that you're prehistoric. Um, do you have any, I, you know, I, I watch your stories too much probably. Um, I got to get off Instagram, man. But any uh, upcoming events, programs, things that, that are up? I know the huge thing right now is the breaking up with birth control. Um, how's that going? Because obviously it like, doesn't, yeah. I don't want to say it doesn't affect me, right? Because I, <laughs> I know women. I am gonna marry one but like yeah how's that going it's been interesting it's been because i think a lot of people have strong opinions about it either way so it's been really polarizing some of the conversations i've had in direct messages interesting but breaking up with birth control is a program that i wanted to do to give access to women to have information so they felt like they had more options because I didn't know anything about any other way to go about it other than the pill. And I originally got on the pill because I was trying to manage symptoms and it never occurred to me. I mean, I was a teenager, but it never occurred to me that I could just fix the symptoms at the root instead of using birth control. So I want people to have that information. And coming off of birth control can be kind of gnarly. Maybe you're coming off because you're concerned about health symptoms or it's you're ready to start making sure your body is ready to conceive. So there's mm. how do you do that without feeling like you're going through puberty all over again and things getting worse, which a lot of times can happen. And then people just were like, oh, forget this. I'm going back on. Birth I'm going control. back. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and you're like, no, no, no. Like, just wait. There's ways it's you like can the prep cheese. the body. It's just like yeah. the cheese. <laughs> like just, yeah. Let's prep the body first and then have a plan for how to manage symptoms on the other side. So that's really what it's about. And then also sharing how to track your cycle when things are coming back online, things to pay attention to, specifically the fertility awareness tracking method and then other non-hormonal contraceptives for those that are interested in preventing pregnancy. So it's really, it's not just about like, don't take birth control. It's really like, what can you do before? What can you do after? What does it do to the body? And like, how can, even if someone goes to this program and they're like, you know what? I feel like right now hormonal birth control is the best thing for me. You're still going to have so much knowledge about how to support your body while you're on the pill right? because yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's doing these things to your body that you can help support. So it's really meant to be a well-rounded program to give someone information. And that's my wish. But I think people see the marketing sometimes and they see one slide and they're like, 
oh my god you, this is dangerous women control. need to be on birth control and i'm yeah. like what like we've been sold You're this not lie taking women's autonomy into, into yeah account. yeah i and i just yeah. disagree i think like this is everyone's you can actually just look at it numbers wise sure it was really good for the economy <laughs> and like women going to work and all the things but you know i work with a lot of clients on period health and if your period is taking you out from work multiple times a week, then like we've got issues that we can fix and we can work with. It shouldn't yeah. be like that, um, which leads into my next program, which is called Feminine Flow. And it's for working with our natural hormonal rhythms as women. And it's much more beyond the nutrition. It's also the lifestyle um, and even sacred rituals to really connect to those parts of the month and parts of our flow. And it's really seasonal when we go through those four phases of like, a summer, you know, and it's like ovulation and energy. And then we we go through this every month, this cycle of death and rebirth, yeah. moving through these seasons in our body. And it's super beautiful. So the next program is uh, much deeper than just food, but it's about that. Awesome. Yeah, that's sick. I, I have like, I guess, two comments on that. The first is like, when I, you know, I don't, I don't know the first thing about being a woman. I don't know the first thing about pregnancies, you know, uh, and birth controls. But when I was thinking about kind of like when you talked about how there are ways to support yourself, right? That seemed like, in my mind, it's like common sense, right? Because like we are so involved in this stuff, but I know it's not common sense. When I heard that, I thought about it in the same way that when uh, like a, a pregnant woman, um, uh, maybe like getting gestational diabetes, the the way you fix that or like the first prescription you get is like, Hey, uh, move more, eat better, <laughs> remove this. And it's like, Oh, so like kind of how you should be living your life anyway. Like it's very, very confusing and, and almost seems kind of backwards to, and again, you are pregnant. Like there's a, you're dealing with a ton of other things. Like I, I, I am not someone to be like, well, actually you should be living a healthier lifestyle. Right. But when you like zoom out, or zoom in, I guess, however you're looking at it. It's like, oh, the way to fix or get your gestational diabetes in control is by moving more, eating better, you know, having less stress. It's like, oh, okay, well, this is this is just like being a better human, isn't it? <laughs> Which, you know, sucks to hear, but like that's that's kind of what I what I think of when it comes to like your birth control stuff where it's like, we're not saying don't, don't do these things. But like, if you are doing these things, like here are steps you can take to make sure that you better position yourself. Um, and that's, that's kind of what the the podcast about is, is today. But, you know, like just, just being better, healthier, and then like actively doing these things. Um, and the second thing that I thought of was, you know, I, I, I feel like every time, because I, you know, I am a male, right? Anytime I hear stuff like this, it's very easy for me to be like, whatever, dude. Uh, but at the same time, like men, men are dealing with this stuff too, not from a, you know, like a, a uh, menstrual flow perspective, but like, hey, if you're waking up and you're not getting erections, or like you can't remember the last time you woke up and had an erection and like these things that like deal with our daily flux of you know our flows and like something is wrong maybe it's yep. too much work maybe it's not enough sleep maybe it's that hey like you shouldn't be in a cutting phase right now or you shouldn't be in a really heavy volume phase and um we should start 
hearing conversations like what you just talked about and not push it off as like, whatever, this is not for me. But it should get us thinking about like, oh, like if women are not start, maybe hopefully not starting, but like are thinking about these things on a daily basis, we should all, we should also be doing that because there's so many things that, you know, are affecting the declining rates of testosterone throughout the population. Do I think that we're getting much sicker, less active, and that's playing the biggest role? Absolutely. Do I also know that like the food quality, some of the, you know, processed foods that we're eating, probably, you know, a lot of the uh, environmental stuff that we've talked about in past episodes, like, of course, it's going to have an effect, but all those things can be good. And like, I just, if you're not sleeping, training, eating right, then like, hey, buddy, like your, your hormones are going to drop. And then, then what do you do? Right. So just, you know, for any man, it's like, God, we keep talking about this. They keep talking about this. This is everywhere. It's like, this is, this is you too. It's just in a different, you know, in in a different body, a different lens. So I think that's a really important conversation to have. And like, I always ask my clients about sex drive and to them, it's probably originally it probably feels a little weird and invasive, but it's such an important marker of health. So I love that you brought that up. And as far as, you know, women's cycles, I speak to it a lot because of my experience being a woman and what I had to go through for this whole thing. Like I have my own story behind why I'm now teaching this. And it wasn't until 1993 that women were even included in research. And we don't have long-term research on the the effects, long-term effects of birth control. And we're just now starting to really understand something that's been introduced since like the 60s. So we're really behind. And so I've chosen to become a really vocal advocate about these things because I want women to be aware and men, because this will also affect your relationships. Like I think we've been sold a lie that women are moody and hormonal and this and that. Like, and I think then it's this like internalized programming by women. But the truth is you are going to have changes in your mood and your energy levels and what you're into and your sex drive throughout the month. If you can understand that and you have a partner who can understand that and you can communicate well as a couple, your relationship is going to be 10 times easier. So I think this is something that everyone should pay attention to. And who knows, you might have daughters one day, you know, and you might want to empower them with heaven forbid and and like great, um, great, uh, you know, knowledge and information so that they don't have to go through this cycle that we're seeing my generation really go through. We've been on birth control our whole lives and now we're like, Oh, well shit. Now we're seeing a lot of other issues. Yeah. Yeah. This would be, you know, one of those things where I'm like, look, is your father, here's a pamphlet that Brooke wrote. <laughs> Go talk to your mother. Right? Like, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Scary thoughts. I don't want to think about that. Right now, I'm very much enjoying the the dink lifestyle, the double income, no kids. And I want to ride that out for as long, <laughs> please, God, as long as I can. Um, yeah. Awesome. I, yeah. I, I don't know how we got into that, but it's always nice to... You asked of... me the big question, what's going on in my world? So now, the, <laughs> yeah, now it's right. time for me to turn yeah. it on to you because uh, I right. got on it's my soapbox. Man, I don't even think – I not, not nothing that serious. So we start – season picks up again. Um, I leave this weekend and then baseball's back. So um, that's going to be most of my life. But from an ROI perspective, like right now I – you know, knowing that the season's going to take a lot of time, it's 
uh, I'm like reevaluating things as far as like my my training and my lifestyle so that like I can continue to do the things I want to do um, and not not affect me. So, you know, I've been training five days a week, like lifting um, and then doing some sort of cardio one to two days a week. So really six to seven days a week um, doing something like active, actively training. Um, and that's because I had the time, right? And one of the things that I am focusing on now is like, well, spring training like really kicks everyone's butts. How can I like, this is kind of going back to the conversation I had with Evan about, um, in our hybrid training episode, like how do I just maximize the things I want to maximize and then like be good with the rest of it? Like I'm going to still try and get stronger, more powerful, faster, but I'm not, I can't afford to kill myself with volume. So like, it's going to be fun. Like I, I'm, I'm excited to kind of like play with more throwing around things, more sprinting things, more jumping things. And it'll be refreshing and, and it'll keep my, my mind in a, in a good place. Um, you know, no real like bodybuilding where I'm trying to crush myself. Uh, and, and I, you know, you asked me what's going on in my life. Like that's a pretty big part of my life, you know? So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's what my training will be. Um, and then, uh, I'm updating like stuff with my website. I um, I think I probably have too many like projects slash ebooks slash free giveaways like at the same time working on. So like none of them are getting done. And I'm like, oh, all right, I got to like focus on one, get it out, focus on another one. Um, so just that stuff to to get excited about and, and to finally have out as resources just for people that need them. You know, I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah, just I have some other potential um, things where like I can be a consultant for and life's good. You know, I, I think we're really stressed about some home ownership stuff. I know you know about that stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, I'm still relatively young. I'm healthy. I'm in a great relationship. I own a house like whatever, dude, my life is my life is good. So, <laughs> you know, perspective is, is always a good thing. Um, so no soapbox to get on, but those are my, uh, my updates for, for now, I guess. I'm excited for you. I periodically, as I'm making plans throughout my year, check my calendar. I'm like, wait, when is Ro getting married? I have to be in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I get married later this year. Oh, what a wild ride 2024 is going to be, huh? Yeah. It'll be a good time. But um, like I said, it has been a while since uh, we've both been on the pod. Um, we do have a question that I got, um, and, I, and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, obviously, that's what I'm bringing up. But uh, the question is, obviously, you guys live a healthy lifestyle and are conscious of how you eat. Um, but can you tell us what you're eating throughout the day? So really, when I was talking to this person, they just wanted context with someone like you and I eat like throughout the day because that like you know exercise is like you can really only do it a couple times throughout the day <laughs> most times just one but like you are eating all day right so I think talking about that would be cool just to just to be like oh we're not really that far off or different than what you may be doing or for someone to be like wow that is totally different from from what I do so how do you eat now, especially like throughout the day? 
Well, it's definitely different since I've moved to Costa Rica because I eat local foods. And it changes throughout the seasons. Like, it's really hot right now. I was sharing with Ro. We're in summer. We're in, like, dry season. So it's different now. But I would say I honestly – when I read this question, I was like, I don't know what I, like, I don't think about what I eat <laughs> right? because it's just on autopilot. But I do prepare. I don't have to overthink. Mm. So I always have a game plan and I know what works for me. And right now, honestly, when I wake up, it's fruit, nuts and seeds, sometimes with some coconut yogurt, sometimes not if I'm on the go. It's light because it gets hot really quickly. And then I like to do big salads with lots of fruits and vegetables in my salads and a protein source of some kind. Today I did this really amazing marinated balsamic maple tempeh. So good. Mm. So, because the raw food, the cool salad, I put some cold quinoa on there for starchy carbs. Like it feels really good in the heat. Or sometimes I'll do things like smoothies um, and round it out with some protein in there, but that's pretty rare. And then at night is usually when I'll do a warm meal. And honestly, living by myself, I batch cook. So I'm usually eating the same thing every night. Yeah. Which is, you know, it depends. I've been on this like lentil potato soup kick. Like I love a good red <laughs> lentil doll. That's what I'm going to make tonight. Um, it really just depends. But then I'm filling gaps, which I think is the piece that most people miss. So that I am eating every three and a half to four hours to keep my blood sugar stable. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that helps me with reducing inflammation and just like managing overall symptoms that come with autoimmune. And most people, honestly, are struggling with the same thing because if we are we have out-of-control blood sugar highs and lows, it triggers a cortisol response, which triggers inflammation, all the things. So to me, that meal timing piece is key. So anytime I need to, I'm shoving basically like fresh fruit and nuts and seeds like nice. in there because I live in a beautiful place with lots of great tropical fruit. So yeah. that's generally the pattern. It's pretty simple. You know, I eat gluten-free and dairy-free because of the way it makes me feel in my body, but that doesn't mean everyone else needs to do it, but it's always balanced. I'm not restricting carbs. I'm not restricting fat. It's always very balanced. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I love that, right? Because it's, I think it's very easy for someone to come out and be like, yeah, I feel better doing this. And like, that's because it's the right way to do it or, you know, whatever. And um, so much of it is like, yeah, I've found what works for me, what allows me to not only feel good, but you as an entrepreneur, right? Like, us like we're consistently doing things and so it's like not that we're working all the time but you have to have the energy to be like ah the pot in my head let me go do that and like instead of being like oh man like i just don't have the energy oh man it's because i haven't eaten in eight hours like well yeah that's why you don't feel good um and so that that's kind of like how i how i think about my my eating and like my eating habits so you know i have to balance a a lot of things like if I did just baseball it would still be like a you know it would take up a lot of time um but for me like how I perform my lifts is like really key and then how I am able to work is really key and I can only do that if I'm not hangry all the time right so I tend to like wake up and we got on a um overnight oats kick which has been like great and it started because you know i like casey used to wake up have coffee and i was like look like we just have to fix this like the the only thing you're eating in the morning is caffeine and you're not eating until like noon like this is not gonna work 
for you and i'm getting pissed about it at this point so it's like okay it was coffee and then like a a protein bar which is like good now or taking baby steps and so i made overnight oats so that come like the morning time she can have that while she's at work well i make two obviously so when i wake up that's the first thing i'll eat the overnight oats have oatmeal greek yogurt um what else do they have protein you know it's it's like and i i want to eventually throw in flax seeds just for like a fat source and like a fiber source but it's it's a good amount of just like everything in the morning and then i'm ready to go lift uh as soon as i'm done lifting i do my best to to eat if i'm not in a rush or anything but that can be anything from like a protein bar or chocolate milk because for me it's like hey i just need these calories and then i need to get to get to work um and sometimes i'll have fruit with that um and then i'll have what i consider sometimes breakfast or second breakfast where it's either like eggs and potatoes and like maybe some greens if they're around and if i'm feeling it um but can also be eggs potatoes and um like yogurt or i'll just have a protein shake where it's just protein strawberries i love frozen fruits you just throw that in there it's like a nice cool drink especially as it's getting hotter out it's going to be really refreshing um and then sometimes it's just protein pancakes and it's like you know this is good for now it's really easy who doesn't like pancakes um and then lunch and dinners is kind of dependent on what we cooked the night before so we got our crock pot which is great shout out to Nick and Alyssa who sent it via the registry. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it was, our, it was our first registry gift. I, I didn't like, know your oh, registry was up yet. I should send something. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, you know, if you're, interested, if you're a long-time listener, you know. But <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, but, you know, we got a Crock-Pot, and so now it's like we're just crushing Crock-Pot meals, and it's super convenient. Like, it's easy to put a protein source in there, throw any green you want in, and you know, so we eat that the night of, and then we'll eat that for leftovers. So it's like our form of batch cooking too, because it's like we can eat the same thing for a couple days and then add in a meal here and there. Um, but then we also have pizza almost every Friday, and you know we chill out. We both have kind of stopped drinking alcohol as much just because I'm 31, and I'm like, ah, I'm not just gonna drink a beer if I'm at home. Like this is like for what? You know, if I'm out, of course I'll still drink and stuff, but yeah, there's nothing super special about the way I eat. I'm just really cognizant about getting my protein in because it's important to me. I want to keep my muscle. I want to stay strong. Um, but like feeding myself to be able to perform at a high level for the day, like that's how I look at it. But it's not like I'm only having chicken and rice anymore. Like, no, there's there's a lot of leeway. And as long as I'm eating and I'm doing the things that I need to be doing, like, I'm good. And it's good for Casey because I get less hangry. So, yeah. Yeah, I so. think the key with, like, the food thing is it, maybe I guess I've done this for so long I don't think about it. But once I you know, learn, right? like, the assembly piece of, like, the categories and what you need and what gives you fat versus protein and what's yeah. inflammatory or anti-inflammatory, like, once you get the hang of that stuff, it's really just, like, a plug-and-play puzzle. And it's really autopilot easy. Like neither one of us are weighing and measuring food, you know? No. Yeah. And even when I, when I go to like 
lose weight, I won't do it because I'll be like, oh, I just know I need to eat a little less of that. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. 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 And it, so, you know, I think that, that that question really fits into like this whole episode, right? Um, because I, I, I think one of the things that we've talked about a lot um, off air, of course, has been like, why are, not why are people, but probably like a big reason why people tend to not, we'll say succeed or have as much success as they think they should have when it comes to changing their lifestyle or changing the way they look and feel. Um, and it's super cliche, right? But we've heard it a thousand times where like, oh, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. But like, it's true, <laughs> right? But like, what does that actually mean? How can you make this click inside your brain? How can we do things that make it stick as a habit? Um, and like, you know, allow our brain to to just go into autopilot, like you said, so that we can embody like true health, true wellness without having it be like, oh yeah, for the next 75 days, I'm doing this. For the next four days, I'm I'm fasting, you know? Um, and that's what I want. That's what we want to talk about today is like how we kind of really just our thoughts about about that. Um, and I think we we started really strong with this, like how we eat, <laughs> right? Like that's I think that's a huge piece of the puzzle just in general. Yeah, I think like if you are ever signing up to work with a coach or to even take a program or, you know, whatever it is. You're, there's something that you want to shift in your life and you're deciding it's important to you enough to invest time, resources, and energy into. But you have in your mind that I only need to do this thing for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days and then I get to go back to the way things were. Then you've yeah. missed the mark and you're not going to see the success, certainly not long term, yeah. that you want to. And like that's to me the biggest piece where I just like, I want to shake you. Like <laughs> this isn't how it works. This is why I hate 75 hard and whole 30 and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I, I, every time I, this comes up, I, I think about a conversation I had with my mom. Um, you know, my mom got f for tw like 12 years. I was like, how do I get you to be more active? How do I get you to fall in love with the gym? Right. She was like, my back hurts. I want to lose weight. And I was like, I have the I have the magic pill for you. Like, please just listen to what I what I'm telling you to do. And it was only, you know, she she tells people like it was only once I decided things needed to change, and I decided like I really wanted this because, yeah, like my mom was like, oh yeah, I would like to not have back pain. Oh, I would like to lose weight, or I would like to be healthier. But she wasn't taking like any steps forward to doing that. And it really wasn't until something clicked in her brain. She was like, you know what? Like, if this is the way we have to do it, let's get to it. And now, like, I mean, way stronger, way healthier, like lives, you know, how, how she wants to live is, is able to shovel driveways and stuff. And that was because at some point she decided like, oh, I can't just like do this one off and like expect my back to feel strong, like oh, I have to consistently move. I have to go to sleep. Um, right now she's, you know, <laughs> sorry, mom. She's had like some issues with like headaches she's been getting. And I'm like, well, 
you're kind of stressed out all the time and like you're not sleeping and you're like drinking before you sleep every now and then. So like I got about three things you could do that that might be able to help that, right? And it's like those conversations of, hey, like you you don't have to have like a glass of wine every every night. And if you have it like every other night, like you're going to feel better and then you're going to realize it. And maybe you stop drinking at night altogether. Um, she was having a hard time going to sleep before like 1130 or something. And now that she's forced herself into bed and like has gotten on this consistent sleep schedule, she's like, oh, I can sleep. I wake up. I actually feel better. Like, yeah, because like you're actually sleeping. Um and so it's like it's like those things only happen though because she decided that like I'm done fucking around and I have to take this seriously. Yeah, you can hire the best coach in the world and spend all the money on the fancy equipment and all the things. But until you actually choose, like not just like, yeah, sure, I'll do the thing, like full body mm-hmm. choose, like, okay, I'm committed, this is important, I'm motivated enough by like not feeling pain or missing out on things or just the discomfort of not sleeping or whatever it is like until you actually choose then nothing nothing's really gonna shift or you might have periods which most people do where you've got a couple months and things are great Mm -hmm. and then a couple months you're back in your old routine and then it's like this yo-yo cycle that we usually think yo-yo dieting but it's the same thing with fitness routines or sleep habits or like watching tv in bed or staying up all night scrolling tiktok like you go in these little loops and until you really decide, like, okay, I'm done with the loop, I'm I am exiting the loop, I'm taking the off ramp, and I'm going to yeah. do it differently because I'm tired of the way it makes me feel, then you're not going to have that forward momentum. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on – so, you know, I hear like yo-yo, right? And and it makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of people understand yo-yo dieting. Um, but if you like – if you zoom out and – I realize I say zoom out a lot. Um, and you're like, you know, let's say you are consistently living a, a quote unquote wellness life of two out of 10, right? And you go nine out of 10 for four weeks and you inevitably end up back to, let's say three out of 10. And then you go like nine again, and then you go four. Like, what are your thoughts on because I know that that's not the norm, but it but it does happen that like over time people are picking up these habits like tend to stick, even though they are going like to the extreme, and that's like not that's obviously not lasting. Um, but I kind of want to get your take on on like why you think that happens, and like whether we should kind of change the language around like oh we shouldn't be going all in on something. But like, oh, hey, like maybe try that every now and then and like try to build off of off of that. Mm, I think this happens for two reasons, which then point out the problem of doing (laughs) this cycle. So the first reason is I think that people, I guess a big, big reason is that people don't have, they're biting off more than they can chew. They're over committing. Mm. And they're jumping into too many things at once versus just changing one or two things at a time. The second thing that I think is equally as important is that we're not developing alternate coping mechanisms for when things get sticky and things get hard. Mm. 
And so I think a lot of people, when they feel great, it's much easier to show up at the gym. But when you don't feel great and you feel really stressed or you've gotten a fight with your partner or your kid is not sleeping and acting up a fool in their terrible two stage or whatever it is, (laughs) how are you responding or like how are you choosing a different way to cope? Because if we're coping with staying up, scrolling Instagram, drinking red wine in front of the TV, you know, it's like that that does help in that moment. It food helps. We know based on research what it does to the brain, it helps. So people mm-hmm. will go back to overeating or they'll go back to these other things. So to me, it highlights this like important added deeper layer of holistic health where we have to feel our emotions, address how we're feeling and have really good tools to work through it. Or we're going to go back and revert back into these unhealthy coping mechanisms and we're going to dial it back down to a three or four. I think like that cycle, that yeah. yo-yo cycle you describe is pretty normal. But I do think we can prevent it by being aware of the second thing I just mentioned and knowing that that's how we work. Okay, so then what are going to be our other strategies and tools? This is one of the biggest things I work with clients on. And then I think making slower change is easier on the nervous system and realistically your schedule. It can be really overwhelming to just be like, let's do everything, you know? And maybe there's some things you really want to invest some money in and, you know, like hire a trainer or whatever, like we can plan and we can like go forward with some intention. So I'm a big fan of knowing that those two things are underlying reasons. How can we work this in from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. I love that answer because like, it's, I, I mean, I could point to to so many examples and in a client that I just picked up recently that was like, Every time I get stressed, like I just I I do and I have always reached for like a bag of chips. And it's like, yeah, I'm not saying don't ever have chips, right? But like understand that like if you are sad and you're like doing that, then now we're talking about emotional triggers here and like things that like it's gonna become very difficult to move out of we'll say eating or move into eating healthier, right? Air quotes. Um because now every time you get upset about something or life does not go the way you think it should go, you're like, oh, bag of chips. And then, you know, then we get into like, if you are super strict on yourself and you're like, well, I messed that up. Let me just go boss the wall. I'll be back tomorrow. And then like, then what we just talked about continues to happen. Um, but I, I think that that's huge. And, and so much of that is just like, <sighs> like figuring that out or at least like being open to realizing it like oh every time i'm stressed i hop on tiktok that's an issue right like are we doing it because we need a serotonin hit are we doing it because you're like you know what like i really want to laugh in this moment i'm gonna pop it open like great i think that that's fine but if it's like every time you know we're just kind of reinforcing these negative habits that make it a lot harder to like live and experience life and that's food that's media we're consuming that's staying up all night like these are things that i do too right like of course Um, yeah i was gonna say i have a good phone hack because that's one that i try to it's hard when i'm on instagram so much for work And I'm on apps so much for work because everything I do is virtual. So I'm on apps Mm -hmm. all the time just with clients even. So I have this app called the Freedom app and it looks like a green – it's green with a butterfly outline. And it's free. You can use it for free. And so if ever I notice like I'm not getting on social media to create or to share or to, you know, like – 
share some message or like interact and engage. I'm just going on there to numb my mind. I mm-hmm. will, I set it up so I have a block list. So then I go and I block all my social media apps till the next day because then I have no mm. choice. Like I can't get into them. And it's not as simple as hitting dismiss, ignore now. Like, no, you're locked out. So I'm locked out and I go do something else. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just reconditioning like, myself. You can set can it. You, like, so you could set nice. like, I need an hour to focus on work or lately I'll be like, forget this. I'm setting it for 14 hours. We're done for the day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's huge. I, I might have to do that. That's it's really helpful because, I mean, I think Facebook just got fined a whole bunch because it basically shows that they knew what they were doing was harmful to the minds of young people, but they did it anyway because oh, yeah, we're living were in a Black Mirror Congress. episode and they're making money <laughs> off of your eyes looking at ads. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, yeah but I think, like, the first step is is, like, realizing that, right? Like, it's like any abusive relationship or whatever like this is self-abuse right you're like hey oh i do these i do these things we're in an abusive i should probably try to live with it with, with meta, ourselves basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with yeah yeah i'm sure you know watch our all of our stuff be on my meta and now we're shadow blocked um yeah i you know i i just think that so much of it is like you like you have to realize that stuff first you have to like realize that you are doing things that aren't helping yourself um, and then realize that like you need to be the one that wants to change to enact that change, and um, it's difficult. Those are those are difficult conversations. Um, one of the things that you brought up was like slowly bringing uh, bringing change about, right? That is huge, and like we've talked about it before. Like this is a concept of zero to a hundred. Here's your war chest. Here's everything you could ever need. Go like. Can you talk to me about like some of some of the the biggest like changes you've had with your your clients by just slowing them down? Because so much of it is just like you are so concerned about how am I going to live six times a week when you don't even get like three thousand steps a day? What are we talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, this is a good question. I think the biggest change with clients and. I use lab testing for this reason is getting someone to like look under the hood of like, it's not just about how much you lift or how much you weigh or how fast you run. But then we have all of a sudden all these other markers that are telling us if what you're doing is supporting your body, like for real, for real, Mm -hmm. not like the vanity numbers metrics thing. So I think that's like a really big advantage I have to the way I work with clients And then I also do this massive questionnaire where I have people rank how they're feeling, like their mood, their hormones, all these different physical symptoms before and then three months into the process. Because I want people to really understand that the body is always communicating. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the biggest, most important things you can do is like really understand how you feel in your body and pay attention that's like your secret weapon, in my opinion. So then you can know as you go along this path, like when things are working and they're not working. Um, but I think I always, most clients these days are just really aligned. Like I don't have to worry too much about people being like, oh, like I only care about the scale. And then they they have to come out the other side through this big transformation. Sure. Generally yeah. speaking, most people get it. They're like they're in line with my philosophy. They're like, I want to do the holistic health thing. It's more of just like acquiring yeah. <laughs> the knowledge and the tools and then like help implementing it step by step. You know, and then someone might look at you and I and be like, wow, this is like super extreme. Like I could never live a life like that. 
Well, you have to remember, like, Ro and I have been doing this for, like, 15 years. Like, it's yeah, so almost. Old. So it, we, it's been a really long time where we just step by step by step by step by step. You know, like, jokingly say things like this party did not get started with me making my own non-toxic skincare products and homemade <laughs> household cleaners. Like, that's just right. not where we started. Um, and likely that'll be the same for someone else, which I think speaks to the importance of this really is a lifestyle. There's not a final destination. There's not a congratulations. You've completed the program and now you're just going to be like the most optimal, healthy human ever. It's a constant mm. evolution and an adaption and like making sure we're understanding what's going on within ourselves and then just tweaking step by step. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, when, when I think about that stuff, I think about like cold plunges now. Um, they've like historically been around since like the dawn of time, right? Like he, you look at like Eastern European countries, like the history and like, oh, there are natural cold pools. People have always jumped in them. Like we understand how it makes us feel. Same thing with like saunas. Like people have always sat in heat. Like they're great things. We should utilize them more. Absolutely. If you are like cold plunges are going to change my life or have changed my life. It's like the, it's the, the only thing I'm missing but like you are working 80 to 100 hours a week in a job you hate and are not sleeping well and are in an unhealthy relationship and et cetera and et cetera and et cetera. Like no amount of cold plunges is going to change you, right? Um, and like it, that doesn't mean don't do those things. It does mean that like you can try and like, add in things to make yourself feel better but it like more often than not doing less is more so like what can you take away from your life to enhance the rest of it i'm not saying go and quit your job right <laughs> like i am <laughs> yeah well yeah okay i mean quit to be fair and move i, to I am <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, like you have like, like if, an you entrepreneur. Had, if you had done that, right? Like with nothing in place, like you, would you have like survived? Probably. Would you be struggling a little more? Probably. But like these were small steps, right? Like it would, I mean, you, you start off on a different podcast. Like we have, we came out the mud at Mississippi, but like you did came not come out of mud. Mississippi and then be like, I'm going to Costa Rica. Um, no. But you know, the the basic premise here is that like, we we try and add in all these things to make us feel better and like optimize our health when like we could take away things and focus more on like sleep on eating and i think that that's like something that people just have to understand that like no amount of extra miles is going to make you feel better if like everything else is is terrible and the only time you feel better is after like a 15 mile run like we got to think of other things yeah here's where i stand on this one like the foundations aren't sexy it's not like no, a glamorized fun thing it's very boring but it's going to be the most impactful thing you do but if doing a cold plunge makes you feel immediately better and it helps you to stay the course then like i'm all for it while you're working on the foundations that are actually yeah, yeah, going to yeah. create like long lasting sustaining change. Like 
it's just it doesn't look as cool on your Instagram story to be like, I eat a balanced diet versus like sharing <laughs> right. a video of Every you day. on your really fancy crystal infrared sauna mat, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's kind of my thoughts on that one. It's like it's OK if these things really do help make you feel better and keep you committed to the path. But like, don't don't be fooled. Like the foundations, which are the most unsexy, are like the biggest impact. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you said that because it's like we. Well, I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about me sitting in a sauna. Um, <laughs> good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're cruising here. Um, for real, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I, I think one of the things I want to talk about, though, is like, again, super cheesy, super cliche, but like, well, how do I motivate myself to do this? Oh, I'm not motivated I feel like I can't find that motivation. Like these are all things that like we hear consistently and it is, it is so hard because I, I like, I want to be empathetic. I want to be sympathetic. I understand because I've been through unmotivated phases in my life where I was trying to do something, didn't feel motivated to find, but like, how do we speak to the human and say like, motivation is fleeting like we have to be disciplined about these things we have to like feel the way we're gonna feel and, and flow with those things without sounding like a david goggins hardo right and being like hey fuck you if you don't do this you hate yourself it's like no that is not what we're talking about right but how do you balance that line of i'm not motivated today but i know this is going to help me so i just have to go do it and hope for the best. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is you have to get really clear on the internal motivators of why you're mm. choosing to change in the first place. Huge. Yeah. And it needs to be really deep. Like, you know, and if you're not used to accessing, like we always tease Row that, you know, like feelings make him uncomfortable, which they don't, but we like to tease him. <laughs> And it's just like, but dig deeper. Like, why are you uncomfortable with the way your life isn't working, how you're feeling in your body, how you're showing up, like whatever it might be, like really dig in there and find those deep internal motivators. And then I do think it's okay to have external motivators. Like, oh yeah, um, I was sharing with a client. She was like, she's been doing awesome and I'm so happy for her. And she was like really wanting to anchor in this big moment that she had this big milestone. She's like, what do I do? Because I'm used to going out to eat and drink and have a whole bunch of margs. And like, it's this thing that doesn't feel aligned because it's like not with my goals and the way I live my life now. And yeah. I'm like, honestly, what I do, which is an external motivator, I like to get something that anchors in something physical that anchors in that transformation and that meaning for me. For me, real talk, that's been tattoos really big nice. milestones okay. in my life yeah. you know they mean really deep things to me so i'm everyone else is like oh it's really pretty flowers and like a statue that's in the louvre like no they're anchoring in like really big <laughs> shift points yeah, i do the yeah, same yeah. thing with jewelry like i bought a beautiful ring to like anchor in this moment the celebration or a hat like you know like so there's these things that like might seem shallow but it's a way that i still anchor in and i have an external motivator and that works for yeah. me one of my you know clients who has a lot of resources goes on like these beautiful trips all over the world to really anchor in those big milestones and celebrate. So you can also have those things, but know that like motivation, unless you really know those internal drivers, it's going to just fade. And that's when you start mm -hmm. to have to have this conversation of like, 
discipline discipline versus devotion. And I want to hear your thoughts before I share more on it, but of like your approach or what you think before we talk about that part. Yeah. No, you know, it's so funny you you say that and and I'm like we're all just kids, right? Like I remember yeah. being <laughs> I remember being young and and you know, I grew up one of my best friends growing up his name was Drew Brown and uh he was my neighbor and so like I would go over all the time and love his family, love his mom. Um, you know, her name's Janet and she would, she would give him like Pokemon cards, uh, after doing chores. Right. And I remember just being like, so jealous cause well, I wanted Pokemon cards. So I would do like some stuff to try and get a Pokemon card of, of hers or like a pack. Um, and then I would come home, right. And be like, Hey, how come like, I don't get stuff for like doing chores and my parents are like, you have a roof over your head, like, shut up. And you're like, okay, <laughs> cool. Like, I guess I won't get those things. But like for for me, like when I when I hear what you're talking about, it's it's just like we're just kids again, right? Like we want some sort of reward. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think it's like inherent to us to be like, I'm going to work hard so that I can get this thing, right? Like, I, you know, we start working so that we can get money to go out and to – buy what we want eventually it becomes oh man i want to work to support my family or support my dreams or whatever like it's all the same thing just a microcosm of it like so i i like that you said that you buy yourself like a hat or a ring like these things that some people may buy like frivolously but for you it means something right uh for me sometimes i'll like I'll be like, you know what? Like, I really want this video game and I, I'm going to grind away to do something until I feel like I've like earned it. Right. And that's just like something that that I do or like a new um, like I got a massage going a couple years back just because I was like, well, you know, I've worked really hard. This makes you feel good in the moment. Um, you know, I somewhat believe in this as a recovery modality. Like I'm going to get myself this. Uh, but I'm also, you know, like not dumb like there's only a certain amount of finances i have in this moment we just bought a house right um so i can't just go off and, and buy things but yeah there's a there's tons of things like that 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 kind of push me to to keep going or like they're own, they're my own little carrots um i also feel like you know going through the phd was like a huge thing for me to like grow up in that it was like, hey, you you will have to put years into this and like days where you are like, what are we doing? I don't want to do this. Ultimately, to just get called doctor, right? To become a quote unquote pro in the field, professional in the field or whatever. Um, and so I'm very good at thinking about what can happen in the future if I continue some grind that I'm doing right now. Um, and making it a reality. But I am not disciplined. I think I'm very lazy. I think uh, anyone who knows me would probably say the same thing. But I love that you said that there's like a difference between discipline and devotion, because I'm very devoted to the person that I am. I'm very devoted to um, Casey and the life that I want to build with her and my, you know, my future family or whatever whatever this thing is in the future and i know that like if i don't grind right now if i don't take the time to rest when i need to and i'm gonna burn out i won't be able to do that and so like the the discipline is not something that 
is there. The motivation most times is like not not a thing for me. But like I know how I feel. I'm devoted to making sure I continue to feel better. Um, something like this, the podcast, my business, like also helps with the devotion piece because for me, like I'm devoted to the people who listen, like I'm devoted to my clients and people who I want to be like a positive influence for. And, you know, like I'm not just on steroids doing no work to try and get muscle and be like, yeah, like this is how you do it. Right. Like I'm going through the grind of mid genetics, you know, like no sort of like ultra athletic prowess sorry dad um and just like doing what i can with what i have really enjoying the process and and like loving that as much as i as much as i can um and that that makes it a lot easier to go and lift and eat and do these things and treat myself better than if i was just like oh you have to do this because because you have to or because you hit yourself or something and that's that's kind of what I think about when I when I think about like discipline versus devotion. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, no, it's super beautiful. I it's funny hearing you mention the podcast and the work, but I think working in this industry, in my opinion, is just like this constant call to integrity. It's like, are we yeah. aligned with what we're teaching and what we're sharing? Are we actually embodying the things that we know to like be true and help us be healthier, mm-hmm. better humans? You know, so it's, I love that about it. And also it can be kind of intense. Like it's, For sure. <laughs> right? You know, so yeah. I think that's great. Good opportunities there to be in right relationship with what we do. Um, and for me, I think this devotion piece, to me, the word comes more from a place of loving myself and caring about how I feel and caring mm. about my body versus to me, discipline feels like this rigid, this thing I do. I'm, it's robotic. It's almost like this. I think of David Goggins, like the militaristic, like be disciplined, just do the thing. Um, And that just doesn't resonate as much with me versus being devoted. Like to me, Mm -hmm. it's just like this act of love for myself. And ultimately, you know, I really think that when we choose like really full body choose, like we talked about earlier, that we're going to live this healthier lifestyle and all the holistic pieces that go along with it. It's also like, it's not just a love letter to your body. It, it's also yeah. for your community and for your family and for your partner. Like you mentioned, you know, it's like all these other assets of like actually serving the greater good. Like, I don't know, maybe this is how we change the world, people. But I think, I, <laughs> but all jokes aside, like I really do feel like the work you do on yourself is it. Like that's the ultimate grassroots movement of how do we all become healthier and happier. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of my mindset around that and something that's, that in uh, in and of itself is really motivating. You know, like I want to care for myself just like I would yeah. care for like my neighbor or my sister or my best friend. Um, and, and I think about it that way. And that's what that devotion piece means to me, even though I guess like in a certain sense, they can mean the same thing. Like you're showing up yeah. and you're committed and you're doing the thing. I think the energetics behind the word make a big difference for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's power in words, right? Like that's it's it's kind of the same thing when it when it like speaks to to who you are um speaks to your soul and stuff and stuff wow 
I also think I also think I associate discipline with like punishment of like punishing the body. Yeah, and that's that, what I was that say. is another thing that like rings true. Where I'm like, oof, like I don't. That doesn't resonate for me. Yeah, I mean, like I I I had a great childhood, all things considered. Growing up, parents always loved me, but like, you know, I I think I think often like anytime I get yelled at or something or and like it makes you like it makes me you know remember how i felt when i was younger and it's like well i never felt more called to do work or to be better i was like well i'm gonna shut down now and just like not want to do anything so if i'm sitting here being like hey what the hell is your problem get to work blah blah, blah like to myself uh, all i'm doing is like bashing myself in and knowing that like the end goal here is that I, or not the end goal, the end product is that I'm going to lay in bed and do nothing for two hours because I put myself in that position and I was not nice to myself. Right. Which is like, it sounds so 2024 liberal millennial Gen Z, whatever you want to call it. But like, if you are not treating yourself right or well, or with like love and respect, then like, uh, one, how do you expect anyone else to? And then two, like you, you know how you work better than anyone else. And like, if you know you need those things and you don't give it to yourself, you are hurting yourself more than anyone else could. Um, and yeah, so I think that's why the discipline, the word going back to like what you said, the energetics behind it, like, it it can seem so damaging to me um, because I'm damaged good. That's all good. Um, but I think that that like that that's very real, right? That yeah, it's a calling to help other people and not like yell at myself. You think so? Like I've, I have way too much information in my brain that's no longer relevant. But I guess I re- retained this for this exact moment. <laughs> Studying the workplace and motivators in business, we know that people they respond they don't respond really to the negative the the there's a difference between like negative feedback and constructive criticism and they do really Mm -hmm. well with positive reinforcement they're more productive they're happier like all the things we're literally just giant children that want to be able to pick a treat out of the treasure chest at the dentist (laughs) office again it's really simple like the psychology of humans Uh and so you have to remember that even when you're talking to yourself and that conversation you have with yourself of like beating yourself up, shaming yourself, guilting yourself, not going to be as productive as like, you know what? We could have done better today, buddy. We're going to make our changes differently. It's just like talking to that inner little kid. It's the same yeah. thing. It's the same psychology. Yeah. Now, okay. So I, you know, obviously I just spoke to, about that. I agree with that. Are there times where, you know, for you personally, like you are, because there there are some times, right, where like here is just the hard, honest truth, and like eat it, right? Yep. Like there there is no running away from this. How do you balance that? Not just for yourself, but like also like for your clients, because there are times where like you can only you can only say, "Hey, it's all good. You can get better next time." So many times, right? Until like you as a coach sometimes like boil over and you're like, like, what are you not getting? Like, how can I like reframe this so that, you know, you're thinking about it differently. But like, how do you 
manage those times, at least personally, like when you may just need like a swift kick in the ass just to kind of gut check yourself and be like, okay, now we go. Yes, I definitely have opinions on this. I actually ask my clients on intake forms how they respond and how they like to be coached and talked to. And so I have some clients that are like, look, I'm really sensitive. Like, keep that in mind and tread lightly. Or I have some Mm -hmm. clients that are like, come to me with the come to Jesus talks. Like, shoot it to me straight. But the truth is, and this is the idea of like nonviolent communication, is state facts. Don't state emotions. Don't state how it makes you feel. Like, these are the facts of what happened. And so if I'm just stating a fact of like, here's what you did. Here was the outcome. Here's why it happened. It's just a fact. It's not to make Mm -hmm. you feel bad. It's not to beat you up. Like, it's just the fact. And so with myself and the way I coach myself through this, I guess, is like, I I recently, honestly, this past year, I reached a point where I was like, I am sick of my own shit. Like, truly, for (laughs) lack of a better, I was like, I'm sick of my own shit. I like don't want to sit here and play the victim or make excuses. Like, I am sick of this, like, this loop I was in. And I was like, I'm so sick of it. And so something really shifted for me where I was much more honest with myself. And I think that happens in layers. But it's Mm -hmm. just this matter of being like, here's what I did. Not guilting or shaming myself. Here was the outcome that I didn't want. And like, this is what I need to do differently. And and just accept it and still love myself anyway. So I think detaching that emotion helps a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I think about like anytime I work with with family or people who are like who I consider very close to me, like who I love, right? And I'm like, hey, like I will do more than you pay me for, right? Because like I th- like I'm devoted to to you living a long, healthy life because I want you in my life. You know what I you mean? have some skin in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, like you're not not that anyone's just like a number, but like. You know, like I hope every client I, I work with has like long, healthy lives. But like, you know, there's some clients that I like don't talk to anymore, and like that's fine. They've gone on with their lives. That's good. But like, you, I want around for the next sixty years. <laughs> like, this this matters to me. Um, and there's so many times where like, there's I like that you said you took the emotion out of it because there are times where I can like revert to, you know, I don't want to say the real Rogelio, but like someone who's like. I, I've always been pretty brash and like very matter of fact and can, you know, my mom always said like, I can be very mean. And that's something I've worked on like a lot, especially in my twenties. Um, but like coach row and like person are very different because you have to be like, I'm more logical. I'm more understanding. But like, if you are someone who I consider like a loved one, it's, I'm like, Hey, what the or you not getting like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you until you get this and like <laughs> I don't know what that split is but I have to be very conscious about like whoa like I care about you so much that like I'm like I'm getting angry and like I have to like <laughs> I gotta speak to you in a certain way like let me turn that to coach row and that's what I do to myself too like when I realize that I'm being kind of mean to myself and I think like the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm not saying that like you as a person have to change completely, right? Like we are all going to have bad takes. We are all going to act negatively in some way. That's life. But I think if you can create like a nicer version of yourself or like a logical coach version of yourself, that's like, hey, I get it. 
like you said, state facts. I'm here to support you, but like it's it's go time. Let's get after it. Like have that be the main voice. And then when and if you need it, pull in real row or pull in real whoever and be like, shut up and get to work. Like this is your fault. It just is what it is. <laughs> you know, go fix it. Uh, and it's nice to have those two personas, like, because there are times where, like, you need logic. And I think there are times where, like, you you should use kind of more emotional, you know, intelligence yeah. or not or lack lack thereof of emotional intelligence. Just yell at, at yourself. The art of coaching skills is like a real thing. And those intake questions that I have around it have really helped me. And like sometimes I'll have, I'll get a client check-in form. I see what we're dealing with. They're just repeating the same patterns and not making the changes. We need to have a tough conversation. I go back to that and I'm like, all right, how Mm -hmm. do I frame this conversation in a way that's really going to like land for them versus make them shut down and just like honoring where people are at. But then another thing that really helped me change not getting like help me change the way I approach this too is I used to be really attached to my client outcomes that it somehow Mm. spoke about my worthiness as a coach or like what I'm capable of and Mm -hmm. you know after years now I don't even know how many years almost so three and a half years ish now that I've been doing this one-on-one in this capacity I don't feel like I'm tied to whether they do it or not or they see success or not I know how to make a difference and I know how to execute that, that transformation. But I can't like leading back to what we said, like, I can't make you care. I can't make you do the work. I can't make you prioritize this. I can't make you like change. Like I'm not there in your home, like having you execute these things. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's like a really big piece is I really like detached from that outcome. Of course I want my clients to be the most successful possible. I have a crazy amount of tools. I've changed what I do one-on-one. So you have a whole program that comes with it to give you so much context and understanding about your body to understand the why. In addition to like, we can go deeper in the coaching and the mentorship Mm -hmm. piece. Like it's there. And I know that people can be successful, but I've detached from if they're going to be or not based on their actions. And so that's helped me a lot too, knowing how to navigate it and approach the conversations. So like, I'm not just off the rails. Like I can still have a good come to Jesus talk as I call it, but I'm not off the rails fired up. Like, why won't you do the thing? Because at the end of the day, it's your choice. I can't make you change. I can't make you be healthy or happy or successful. Like it's going to have to be a choice in your mind at some point. Yeah. And and that's like, that's like the the overarching theme of it's a lifestyle of this episode. And like, yeah, it sucks because it's the same thing you've heard over and over and over again. But like success leaves clues, right? It's not that like I, I don't have a lifestyle book I'm trying to sell you. I'm not even trying to sell you on this podcast or this episode. But like the reality is that like you can lead a horse to water, right? <laughs> like you can't make him drink. Um, and, and I think that like, once people get to that point, then that's when they start to make changes, how and how quickly they get to that point, I think is very, I mean, it varies so much. It can depend on your environment, where you are in life. If you just got out of a relationship, if you just got into a relationship, right? There's so many things that can kind of light that fire under you to be like, wow, I have purpose now i want to change things yada yada um i find that a lot of my like older clients maybe not older but like not professional younger athletes um 
it's it's like their kids, right? They're like, I want to live longer and healthier because I get tired chasing my kid around. And and like that for them is like it's a huge moment. I'm not saying go have kids to become healthier, right? Like that's <laughs> that's the last thing I want you to do. But like finding your toy in the treasure chest that allows you to be like, okay, like this is what I'm going to use to change one day a week right now, be more active, and then two days and three days. And then next thing you know, it's been five years and you're like, oh yeah, it's just built into me now to to lift, to move, to do core work, to eat, to not starve myself. Um, and, and that's just, you know, I don't know. I don't know when it happens. I don't know how it happens. I just know that like having the tools in place for when it does happen, like it's, it's huge and can really be the, be the reason or like the, the game changer on whether you succeed or not in making those changes. Yeah. It's like these little pockets of inspiration. And one thing just to give another context for those that don't have kids that I found so inspirational recently is my friends, grandparents or parents like that are in their eighties are like traveling and doing the coolest things. Like, Mm. you know, I have a friend's mom who's in her eighties who traveled to Machu Picchu and was all over Peru just to travel like that is a lot. But then to be able to actually go hike around sacred sites and like do all these things. I was like, like I want to be like that and I have another friend's mom who is about to get on a plane to come to Costa Rica and to come to Costa Rica can be hard because just to get to someone's front door is a hike like depending on where you're (laughs) going you know so it's like really cool to see this and I'm like if I'm gonna live into my 80s 90s I want to be able to do that I want to do cool shit yeah like my friend's mom is like the she's sitting on the floor in a drum circle drumming and she's able to get up and down off the floor and dance and I'm like okay goals like i love those little pockets of inspiration and they're everywhere you know whether you have kids or not yeah man yeah shout out to to getting old that's really <laughs> what it is to getting old and and being able to do stuff right like that's, that's the quality of life yeah yeah qol mm-hmm. want to make that highest um yeah i mean i really like we can talk about this for forever right like there's countless examples in our own lives, in our athletes' lives, in our in our uh, clients' lives, like, but like, I don't know if if you are trying to make these changes, like, I mean, it's so hard. Keep it up, like th- this is where like that positive self talk comes in, and it's like, it is hard. Anyone that tells you it's not is lying to you, or it's like has been so. F- f- like has been doing for so long that they're like too far removed from it or like they maybe had an easier life than you did. Right. There's a lot of things that, that can change how you view victim mentality or whatever, but like it's difficult. It takes work. It's awesome when you're like, yeah, I did this and now it's been years and now I'm stronger and now I'm healthier. And, and I promise you that like someone is looking at you and being like, Oh, well, that's what I want to do. Um, and I think that's like, that's beautiful. I think that that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, it's and worth I got to get off this sure. podcast before my emotions hit. So <laughs> before yeah. Rose sheds a tear, it's worth <laughs> yeah. it. It's been a great combo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so uh, hit us up. Let us know. Um, 
you know, your thoughts on, on this. And, um, I would really like to hear like kind of that, that moment or those couple of moments that, that kind of get you to think about like, Oh, like this is when I change or this is why I changed them as well as like, I kind of want to know your toy in the, your toy in the treasure chest. Like what do you do to kind of motivate yourself? That's, that's always fun, fun to hear. We know it's random hats and jewelry for Brooke. For me, it's video games um, and stuff for my gym now too, because I can finally build that up. Um, But yeah, let us know what, what yours is. Cause that's, that's exciting to me and I want to steal your ideas. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, thank you so much for listening as, as usual, like rate us, share us, let us know what you think. Um, and Brooke, would you like to do the honors? Of course. Cue that music. Beautiful. All right. Peace out everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Health Unfiltered podcast. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, rate the podcast, and share this episode. Connect with me, Dr. Alzola, on Instagram at ROI Health. For more details on all things sports and human performance coaching, visit GetROIHealth.com. You can find me, Brooke West, on Instagram at WestNutrition.co. For all the ways we can work together on nutrition and holistic health, visit westnutrition.co. And don't forget to send us your epic questions of the week on Instagram at healthunfilteredpod. Catch you next time.